right, well, good evening. Good to be here this evening. I had my reading glasses on when I was singing, and I went to walk up the steps. I'm not thinking about the steps move when you have your reading glasses on. So that was a little different there. I thought I was going to fall for a minute, but I didn't. It's good to be here tonight, good to see our visitors here, and hope you enjoy the services with us this evening. We've been going through the Ten Commandments in the evening, Sunday evenings, going through them, and we're down to the Fifth Commandment. Uh, turn, turn, if you will, over to Exodus chapter 20, and as you're turning, uh, so Brother Graber got a hold of me, I guess, Friday, I think it was Friday, something like that. So their conference is coming up in October, I think it's 13th and 14th is their conference. Um, they're at Traverse City, and he's got negotiated with the hotel there. I can't remember which one. It's in my phone. I have it in a text message from him. But um, the cost is $219, I do believe, a night. I think that's what it was, $219. Um, if anybody's going to let me know, not you're not going to be held to it. You have to go now. But he just wants kind of a number so he can reserve or at least tell the hotel that we, we need a block of 10 rooms, 20 rooms, you know, 120 rooms, whatever. Um, so if you plan on going and you're thinking you might, let me know so I can get that information to him. I already knew some people were going, and I got that information to him, but I told him some people already have a place. And so, but, so, Okay. So now that I remembered that because I forgot to say something this morning, so now we've said that. But in Exodus chapter 20, we're going through the Ten Commandments. Like we talked about, these first four commandments, I've split them up into two different, well, I didn't do it, but the first four of the Ten Commandments are about our relationship with the Lord. How we, how we look at Him, our attitude towards Him, how we obey Him, just everything about between us and the Lord. And then when you start in verse 12, the last, um, the last commandments are about our relationship with man, with people, okay? And what I found was neat in this, if you look at this, verse 12, it says here, Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land, which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Okay, this begins our relationship in the Ten Commandments with our fellow man. But what I thought was neat in this, verse two, 3, the first commandment with how that we, our relationship with the Lord says, Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Right? So, in looking at that, we, we are to reverence God as who he is. We're to reverence our authority. We're to have respect and honor for God because he is our authority. And that starts with our relationship with the Lord in knowing who he is, what he is to us, and following him, right? The first commandment that deals with our relationship with mankind is knowing who our authority is, honoring that authority, showing respect to that authority. We start that as kids, as children, and it never stops. Honor thy father and thy mother. So what I want to do tonight is look up first, what, I looked up what does honor mean, right? So I found that I need to look words up, even if I think I know what they mean, I still look them up. So honor here means to show respect for, to obey, 
and in my words, uh, to take their opinion and thoughts very highly. Not that we have to follow them. My, my, my dad and my mom give me their opinion. I ask them their opinion. I'm trying to make a decision. I'm trying to figure this out. I want to know what you think about this. They give me their opinion. That does not mean I have to do it. But they give me their opinion. I, I honor them by listening, by taking that into very great consideration. We show honor. We don't show disrespect to our parents. The father here is one's father, our grandfather, the head of the household, the authority in our days, our, our, our ruler, the authority in the land. It, it all encompasses all of that. So how do we honor our father and our mother? We show honor to more than just our fathers and our mothers is what we want to look at tonight in this. And uh, Lord willing, it'll all tie together at the very end of this, okay? So a ruler as a father, a father figure is an authority, right? Some of the problem in our nation is our children, the generations that are growing up, they do not have respect, reverence for authority. Where did that start out at? starting out at home they don't have respect they don't have reverence for their parents anymore I've, I've been in people's houses as working in construction and going and doing service calls and things like that been in people's houses to where that the parents were not the parents the parents were the adults and the children ruled the home it's not the way it's supposed to be there's no respect for the parents the parents aren't parents. They may be the older ones in the home, but they're not teaching their children. So then when those children grow up and they go out into the world, they don't have respect for the authority they run into in the world. They don't have respect for their bosses. They don't have respect for the police. So we show honor. Look in 1 Peter. Well, I'll just read this verse. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 17 says, Honor all men. Love the brotherhood. Fear God honor the king so what peter wrote and said we're, we're to honor all men we're to show this reverence to everyone love the brotherhood we ought to love those of brothers and sisters in christ we ought to fear god and honor the king show honor to our president do you agree with everything that our president does no we don't have you agreed with totally with any president we've ever had no, we don't. We don't agree 100% with every president we've had, but we don't go against them either. Okay, we, we, we honor them, and we've talked about that before, and we're going to get into some of this here that, just a little bit, touch on it. We honor the position, right? We honor that position. That man has to earn that honor. He has to earn that respect. Look in 2 Timothy chapter 2. 2 Timothy chapter 2. In this honor, when I say 2 Timothy, I don't know what I said, but I'm going to 2 Timothy chapter 2, starting in verse 1. 2 Timothy chapter 2, starting in verse 1, he says here, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. 
And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to fear faithful men. Well, this is not where I'm at. That's what I have written down. Let me go to 1 Timothy. I bet I read it down wrong. Yep, first, it's 1 Timothy. I'm sorry. I, maybe I said 1 Timothy a while ago, but now I'm going to 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 through 3. It says, I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and givings of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and for all that are in authority, that we may live, lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior. And I'm going to stop right there. But you, we ought to pray for our president. We ought to pray for our governor. We ought to pray for our mayor. We ought to pray for all the leaders in, in our nation and our country. Why? For the purpose that we could leave, lead a quiet and peaceable life in the godliness and honesty. We ought to pray for them. That the Lord, we ought to pray the Lord save them for one thing. But we ought to pray. That's one of the ways we show honor is we pray for them. You think about it, and looking at all of this, you, can sh you show honor to your parents by praying for them. Pray for them. The Lord help them. The Lord guide and lead them. That the Lord open their eyes. That how, whatever needs they have. And we pray for our leadership that the Lord, that the Lord's will be done. What is it that the Lord tells us to pray in, in the example prayer? Hallowed be thy name, thy will be done in heaven and as it is on earth, on, on earth as it is in heaven. We ought to pray that the Lord's will be done. And that's what we pray for our rulers, our leaders, that the Lord use them as he sees fit. We ought to pray for the older ones. The Father is also the older ones that are in our lives. We have some here that are no longer young. They're old. So, and I'm not going to say who they are. You can decide who they are. But we ought to pray for them. We ought to show them honor, right? Because they have stood and they have lived a life. And they're showing us, the younger ones, how to live that life. How to stand for the Lord, right? We, we, he, the Lord has given us these older people that are around us. In Leviticus chapter 19, verse 32 uh, he says here, thou shalt, well, let's turn over, Levit Leviticus 19.32. Leviticus chapter 19 and verse 32. Yeah, Leviticus 19 verse He's given commands, the Lord has given commands to Moses to give to the people. And he tells him here in this one verse, he says, Thou shalt rise up before the hoary head and honor the face of the old man and fear thy God, I am the Lord. The hoary head is one that is gray, that's an older head. It's an older person that has lived and has stood and they have gray hair. And you honor them. Honor the face of the old man. You, you, you don't disrespect him. You honor him. You listen to him. That's one thing that I learned in plumbing. We called the older plumbers that would work with this the old timers. I, loved, I learned that I love to work with the old timers because they had knowledge that you didn't learn in school. 
I mean, you, you could read the book through and through. You could learn how to do all of these things in plumbing-wise and read up on it and study it and everything. But these old-timers, they lived it. I mean, they knew tricks that the book did not teach you. They showed you things. So I learned, I got to where, I, if I had an opportunity to work with an old-timer, I would work with an old-timer in a heartbeat. And a lot of times, the old-timers worked circles around me. I thought I was quick. I thought I was fast till I got to working with some of the old-timers. And, man, those guys didn't make a misstep. I mean, they didn't. But I learned to respect the wisdom that they had from life, from living, from figuring things out. And we have people here, some older men and older women here that we show honor to. We honor them. We respect them. We show reverence to them. Why? Because the Lord has placed them in our lives for a purpose, for a reason. And he's given them wisdom. And look in Proverbs. We're right here. Pro- well, we're not right here, but look in Proverbs chapter 16. Proverbs 16 and verse 31. Yeah, Proverbs 16, 31. He says here, um, the hoary head, or the gray hair, is a crown of glory. Now you see that part of that verse, a lot of times you'll see that different places, but you don't see the end of this verse. The hoary head is a crown of glory if it be found in the way of righteousness. If it be found in the way of righteousness. If it be found serving the Lord. And we have some men and women here that have served the Lord for years. They've been in church. They, they, they've lived the life. We show them honor because they deserve it. They deserve that honor, that respect. In Proverbs 20 and Verse 29, Proverbs 20, verse 29, it says almost the same thing, but it says the glory of a young man is their strength, of young men is their strength, and the beauty of old men is the gray head. Now, I know that sounds kind of funny come from me, the, I'm just reading it, but the gray head, because my hair is not turning gray, it's turning loose, but that's okay. But you, you age. There's just wisdom in that. There is. And remember, we're studying the commandment to honor thy, thy father and thy mother. It doesn't just mean your parents. One of the things that sometimes parents make a mistake when they raise their children, and they tell their children that you listen to your mother and me, and that's it. You don't listen to anybody. You listen to us. But what happens if mom and dad aren't around? Now who they listen to? And y'all, y'all know I'll tell this on him. He's not here to defend it, but my cousin Josh, y'all know Josh. He comes here every once in a while from Missouri. My brother is here. He can contest this. He would ask, my, ask Josh, who is your boss? Who are you supposed to listen to? And he would, he would be sitting there, and he would go, Mommy, Daddy, Grandma, Grandpa, and just start naming everybody. Everybody he knew. That your boss is everybody. You, 
And I remember one time he, seeing him do that, and he got all done, and Kevin said, what about KJ? Him too? Everybody. But you, you listen. We've got to teach our children. There's authority everywhere you go. What are we teaching our children when we teach them that authority is everywhere you go? You have somebody and you listen to everywhere you go. Don't we as adults need to remember that? That we have authority everywhere we go? Who is that authority that's everywhere we go? He promised he'll never leave us nor forsake us. It's the Lord. He's always there. Uh, we also, in this honor, we show honor to our fathers as the spiritual ones in our lives, such as pastors and preachers. We show that honor to them because the Lord has called them into a calling, not a job. Pastoring and preaching is not a job. It's a calling. Look in 1 Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. First Thessalonians chapter 5, and we're going to read verses 12 and 13. Paul is writing to the church at Thessalonica, and he says here, And we beseech you, brethren, to know them which labor among you, and are over you in the Lord, and admonish you, and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake, and be at peace among yourselves. I have heard this, I haven't heard it, I've been told stories of these verses being used by pastors as a derogatory, I think would be the word for that, as almost a thumb down on the church. That's not what, how this is meant. That's not how this is meant at all. And if you read this, that we beseech you, brethren, to know them which labor among you, it's get to know them. You need to, your responsibility as far as me as your pastor is to get to know me. Me, my responsibility in that is to be available to be known. I'm to be able to be talked to. I'm to be able to be, I mean, I think it's called an open door policy. I try and have an open door. I want to have that. I want anybody that needs to talk to me can talk to me and to be that way. I want that. You have questions. I've tried to say before that if I've confused anybody, let me know. I'll try and unmuddle it if I can. But you're, you're to get to know me. It says, get to know them which labor among you and are over you. But look at this. In the Lord. And admonish you. Lift you up. Encourage you. I'm over you in the Lord as your pastor. I'm not over you as a dictator. That's not what I'm to be doing. I'm to be over you in the Lord, and I'm also to lift you up, to admonish you, to encourage you to continue to serve the Lord. And to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake and be at peace among yourselves. You're to love me, and you do. It's evident to me that you do. You care for me and my family. I know that. I can see that. And I appreciate that very much. We are to 
show honor to those in our lives, spiritual leaders in our lives as pastors and preachers. We're also to show honor in our lives as our mother and our father, our dad. Um, look at Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 9. Paul is using this, this verse here uh, to explain that uh, he says here in verse 7, uh, well, let's see. Um, He's talking about chastising to not uh, be upset when the Lord chastises you to understand it, where it's coming from. And he says in verse 9, Further not, have we, we have had fathers of our flesh, which corrected us, and we gave them reverence. Shall we not much rather be in subjection unto the Father of spirits and live? God the Father does chastise us when we get out of line, just like our earthly father chastise us when we get out of line and we show him reverence and respect for that and we love him because he does that therefore and paul is saying therefore because we have that same respect for our earthly father we ought to have that respect for our heavenly father as he chastises us we ought to love and respect and honor him and reverence him even the more because he does that you know i i've seen people that are members of churches, profess salvation, and I don't understand it completely. I'm not going to play like I do. They can get by with things that I cannot even think about getting by with. And I don't understand why they can't. I mean, not that I try and get by with those things, but how that they can do that, how that they can miss services, how that they can not be here continually and it, seems to not bother them at all how that they can just and i'm not saying here all the time but just in church it's just like when the lord saved me that night that sunday night that i went out with those other kids and i was they were friends of mine they were it was they were church members but when i went out with them that night it was the last time i had nothing in common with them anymore nothing why was it I had things more in common with them? They professed to be saved. Were they saved? I have no idea. That's not my place to say. All I know is I didn't go out with them anymore. I didn't have a desire to be with them anymore. I wanted to be with others saved. Not that they weren't. I don't know. But I wanted to be with those that wanted to live the life of a saved person. You know, there, there's a difference there. We, we reverence that. We want to be around those. Our Father. We show honor to our parents. We show honor to our parents, our mother and our father. Look in Leviticus chapter 19. Leviticus chapter 19. Leviticus 19, starting in verse 1. We'll read verses 1 through 3 here. The verse we're wanting to look at is verse 3. This, we show honor to our parents 
Well, I'll just read this verse. Verses starting in verse 1, Leviticus 19, starting in verse 1. It says, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto all the congregation of children of Israel, and say unto them, Ye shall be holy, for I, the Lord your God, am holy. Ye shall fear every man his mother and his father, and keep my Sabbaths. I am the Lord your God. And I'm not going to read because every one of these are are commands that the Lord has given that he's speaking to the children of Israel (coughs) or Moses to give to the children of Israel. But he says here that you shall fear every man, his mother and his father. Why is it that the Bible tells us the Lord told the children of Israel that they're to fear everyone, every man, his mother and his father? Why are we to be afraid of our parents? That's a reverence fear. That's a respectable fear. Have you seen kids that do not listen to their parents? Do they have a respect for their parents? Do they have a fear for their parents? I know I've seen some kids do things, and it's even as a kid, I've seen kids talk back to their parents, and in my mind, I would think there ain't no way I would say that to my dad. There's no way I'd say that to my mom. I remember one time, I think I've told you, that I smarted off to my mom. I said, I don't remember what I said to her, but all I remember is that voice coming from the other room. Dad heard what I said, and it was over. You don't disrespect mom. But this verse here tells us, here in verse uh, 3, Ye shall fear every man his mother and his father. A lot of times... You know, it's neat when you look at moms and dads. Moms and dads are different, right? A mom puts up with a lot more, usually, than a dad will. Most of the time, they do. And it took me a while to understand why that is. Moms had that child inside them. They grew that child. That child grew inside them. They felt that child growing and moving and They gave birth to that child. They went through pains with that child. And that child comes out and they are connected to that child in ways that a dad, a husband, a man does not always understand. Because that mother, when that child cries, who is it that usually gets, who is it that gets up with that child when that baby cries at night? Does the dad jump out of bed and go in there? Not normally. Normally it's the mom. Who feeds that child? Who, who is one of the first ones that understand a cry and what it means? Moms. Now, it's neat. It's not neat, but it is, kind of. Even here, you see, you had the kids in the back or running around playing, and you'll hear a kid scream and cry. Everybody looks and notices, but you'll see one mom take off why because she knows she knows that cry she knows that voice she knows that sound that sound is something that is special particular to hers you'll see that you'll see other people take off but there'll be a mom that's seriously going because it's her child a mom is connected to the children in a different way than the fathers are So therefore, when it comes to dealing with things, the fathers are a lot less 
temptation, if you will. Moms are a lot more forgiving and understanding most of the time. Now, I know there's exceptions to every rule in that. But a lot of times, children don't fear their mothers like they ought to. Because this fear here is a fear of reverence and respect. It's an honor. Honor your mothers and your fathers. And then he says, and keep my Sabbaths. I am the Lord your God. He puts all this in one command. You honor your parents, excuse me, and you honor me by keeping my Sabbath. Look, he puts all this together. Look in, well, you know the verse of Scripture. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 1 is where I'm going to go here. Ephesians 6 and verse 1. It says here, children, obey your parents in the Lord. Then how does that finish up? You know, for this is right. Right, children, obey your parents. I have that highlighted in the Lord. For this is right. Children need to honor their parents. Need to obey their parents in the Lord. Because this is right for them to do. The honoring of of our parents is something that is shown outward. Not just inward. This is all inward. We obey our parents in the Lord for this is right. We show that we have that fear mixed with love and honor for them. But then we honor our parents. It shows outward also. Um, In Proverbs 31, verse 28. You know a chapter of Proverbs there? Chapter 31. It says there, Her children arise up and call her blessed. I didn't write all that verse down. I don't believe. I think there's more to that because her husband also, and I can't remember how it ends. So I'm going to turn over there. Proverbs chapter 31 and verse 28 says, Her children arise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praiseth her. This is talking about the virtuous woman. The woman that, You look at all what she does, all how she carries herself, how she cares for her family. This honor is outward. Brother Bowen and I was talking about this earlier that, you know, you, I know guys, it's, you know, being around guys, being a guy, but uh, in school and at work and construction and everything, guys would talk about other guys' parents, you know, being stupid, but, uh, you could say something about a guy's dad, and he might get a little upset. You know, hey, don't do that. But you say something about a guy's mom, you're going to get in trouble. Don't talk about a guy's mom. You know, a, a guy's mom and him have a special relationship. There, there's a connection there. And here, the children rise up and call her blessed. We honor. We. When does this honor stop? never stops we should honor our parents if we can at all honor them uh proverbs chapter one and verse eight proverbs one verse eight says my son hear the instruction of thy father and forsake not the law of thy mother for they shall be an ornament of grace under thy head and chains about thy neck we as parents 
raise our children in that. And as children, they honor their our parent. They honor their parents. Why is it that a child should honor their parents? Why is it that that's one of the commandments that God gave in Exodus twenty verse twelve? Honor thy mother and thy father. I'm going to turn over here to Colossians chapter three, verse twenty. And it says here, children, obey your parents in all things, for this is the will, this is well-pleasing unto the Lord. You want to please the Lord? And I know it's kind of weird. There's not many kids here, just my kids. But you know, other people have kids that are here. So, But we honor our parents because this is well-pleasing unto the Lord. You want to please the Lord and show honor to your parents. So I have to ask this question. As I was studying this, I come across this, and then I, I wanted to ask this question. How do parents, how do me as a parent encourage my children? How do we encourage our parent, our children to honor us as parents? How do we do that? How do you, and I want you to think about this. You may say, well, yes, I don't have any children, though. Okay, but what if you're an older person in the church? How do you encourage the younger to honor you. How do you do that? Well, let's look and let's see. It says, well, the points that I have are just a couple points, a few points, three, four. Raise them in a nurture and admonition of the Lord. Raise them in that. In Ephesians 6 and verse 4, he tells us here, in Ephesians 6 and verse 4, he says, And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but to bring them up in a nurture and admonition of the Lord. We're to teach them. Teach them from a child. You know, there's a thing in the world today that they say, well, you know, we shouldn't, we shouldn't make our children go to church. We should, we should let them grow up and let them choose. No. Who do you think is behind? Do you think God's behind that belief? I don't. I think Satan's behind that belief. The Lord's not, because the Lord tells us to raise our children in church. The Lord tells us to take them to church, to teach them, to teach them the doctrines and teachings of God's word. Look in 2 Timothy. Maybe I wrote this one down right. 2 Timothy. <coughs> yeah, chapter 1, verse 5. 2 Timothy, chapter 1, verse 5. Paul's writing to Timothy, and he says, When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and in thy mother Eunice, and I am persuaded that in thee also. You think about these two ladies that was in Timothy's life taught him, showed him, lived before him. How is it that we encourage our children to honor us? Live honorably before them. Show them how to be. Show them. Live it before them. In, uh, here in chapter 3. Yeah, at verse 15, Paul is writing it here again. He says, And that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. From a child. We begin to raise our children. We, we, we teach our children. From a child to serve the Lord. We teach them that. We raise them in a nurture and admonition of the Lord to always seek Him. How do we encourage our children to honor us? We be the parent and lead them. 
even when it's hard to do. Sometimes it is. Look in Proverbs 23. Proverbs chapter 23 and verse 13. Proverbs 23 and verse 13. Yeah, Proverbs 23, verses 13 and 14. It says, Withhold not correction from a child. For if thou beatest him with the rod, he shall not die. Thou shalt beat him with the rod and shalt deliver his soul from hell. It's all, <laughs> I don't know about some of you, but for me, when Trish and I were getting married, talking about it, we were talking about how we're going to raise kids and all that. I didn't want kids and all this stuff, you know all that and and we had kid, had Melinda and then Samantha and all, and trying to figure out how to discipline, how to do all that, you know. And I had worked with people my whole life. I'd been in a position of authority almost my whole life in that, in, in most of my jobs. And so getting on to people wasn't scary to me. But I'll tell you, there's something about it when you look down and it's your child. It's tough. It's hard. You know, and we people read this. You know, it, don't worry about their crying. It's a lot easier to say than do. Because their crying hurts. You know, and my dad would tell me before he spanked me, this is going to hurt me a whole lot more than is you. I never believed him. But I do now. Tell you, it's tough. It's hard. You know, because you, you don't want. You, you just want to be positive. You know, and, and the world says you can't tell them no. You can't tell a child no. It's not wrong to tell a child no. It's not wrong to spank a child. It's wrong to beat a child. It's wrong to um, abuse a child, yes. You, you punish them for one purpose and one purpose only. It's for correction. And you think, and I struggle with this. How, how do you determine what the correct punishment is for, for what's going on, for what they did, for the incident? Because, you know, sometimes taking a toy away. Sometimes making them stand in a corner. Sometimes making them hold your hand. Sometimes sitting down and putting their hands in their lap and not moving. How do you determine? How do you do that? Read verse 12. We read verse 13 and 14. Withhold not correction from, a, from the child. For if thou beatest him with a rod, he shall not die. And thou shalt beat him with a rod and shall deliver his soul from hell. But how do you determine the punishment? Verse 12 says, apply thine heart unto instruction and thine ears to the words of knowledge. You want me to tell you what I see in that? Pray. Pray. And when you're finished praying about how to do this, pray some more. Seek the Lord. Seek his advice in this. Seek wisdom from him and how to do this. And don't get on to a child 
when you're angry. It don't work. Because then you're going to do it wrong. You're going to do it wrong then. You get, you get on to a child when there's more love there than anger. Because then you can do it right. And I'm looking at all this by how do we encourage our children to show us honor? And I know my kids are all here. And I know that I haven't always followed these. I know that. They know that. And I've learned some things. I've grown in some ways, I think. Another way that we show our children, we encourage our children. You notice I'm using the word encourage? Because we don't force them to honor us. We can't. Can you force anybody to honor you? No, you can't. Can you force anybody to respect you? You try and they're going to lose respect for you. But how do we encourage our children to honor us? Provide for them. It's one way we encourage our children to honor us by providing for them. Look in Proverbs 13. Proverbs 13 and verse 22. Proverbs 13, verse 22. It says here, A good man leaveth an inheritance to his children's children, and the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the unjust. A good man leaveth an inheritance to his children's children. What do you think this is talking about here? Well, if you're like me, the first place your mind goes... When you think about inheritance is what? Money. Right? But is that all that we inherit from our parents and our grandparents? Just money? Isn't there a lot more, more valuable things we inherit from our parents and our grandparents than money? There's much more things. You think about this. A good man. It says here, a good man leaveth an inheritance to his children, children. Yes, that could be talking about money. It could be. But it could also be talking about how to live, how to serve the Lord, how to follow him. It could be talking, and I believe it is talking about that also. I think it's talking more about that than about the money. Because that's what's more important to leave for our children and our children's children. I, I think about my grandma and grandpa Mac. My grandma Mac, she's, I started to say she's still kicking, but she don't kick anymore. She's just still living. But my grandpa, and I've told you, in moving up here, it worried me. It concerned me because he was needing a lot more help. And I was going by there a lot of times after work and talking to them and doing some things for them. And, and you know, mom and just... He was needing more. And I told him that. And he pointed his finger at me and said, don't you use me as an excuse. You do what God says and that's what you do. You go where he tells you to go. You follow him no matter what. I don't remember exactly how he worded I just remember he was serious. My grandpa had a way of talking to you and you knew he meant it. 
And he talked to me in that way. He meant it. The Lord was the most important person to follow in the world. He was it. And if you didn't follow the Lord, you might as well not follow anything. But that's the way he lived his life. So you tell me, is that inheritance only talking about money or is it talking about serving the Lord also? We give that to our children. We give that to our grandchildren. I think about my grandpa Mac who taught my mom and he taught me. He stood, him and grandma both have stood for years. He's provided. And in my mind, he's still providing. It's what we need to do. We provide for them. You want them to honor you? You want your children to honor you? You want the young people to honor you? Provide for them. Not money, not just money, but in living. How to be, how to live, how to make decisions, who to go to, who to call on. And then lastly... Love your children. Love your children. Think, well, that seems a pretty silly thing to put in there. You look at the world today. The world today does not love. And they definitely do not love their children very much. When they are a hindrance to them. Maybe a strange place to go, but look in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. I know that 13, 12, 13 is talking about spiritual gifts and 14 spiritual gifts. But I want you to think about something here. Okay? How we encourage our children to show us honor, to honor us. He says here in verse 1 of 1 Corinthians 13, verse 1, he says, Though I speak with tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, I am become a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, and had not charity, it profiteth me nothing. Charity suffereth long, and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up, doth not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil, rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth, beareth all things, Believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. And I'm going I'm to stop there. But this whole chapter, you can read that whole chapter. And I want you to think about this. And this is what I thought about when I, when, when I began thinking about loving your children and encouraging them to honor you. When you love someone, you're much more patient with them. When you love someone, you, you're much more forgiving. When you love someone, you'll teach them more. And you think about this here. It says here, charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. 
charity vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up. The more that we love our children, the more that we'll show them, the more that we'll protect them, the more that we'll care for them, the more that we'll answer those questions. What is the one question a child can ask that just wears you down? Why? 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 You know, and it's funny. It's not funny, but it's the difference in a man and a woman, a mom and a dad, because the mom will answer that question all day long. She will, and she'll continually, and she'll explain it. Then you have the dad come home, and the child comes up, and mom goes to town, whatever, and the dad's got the kid. Okay, I'm talking about me. I would have the kids, and they would begin to ask that why. After about three or four times, I'm like, it's getting old. But mom has that patience. Mom has that, and that's the difference there. But what I'm seeing in this is the more that you, the more that you love them. I didn't say I didn't love them, but the more you do, the more you get to know them. And the more that you understand how they think how, why they're asking that, what they're looking for, you know, and he's telling us here, look, we can have all the doctrines, we can have all the teachings, we can have all of these things down right, we can have all the, how we operate as a church, we can have all of this down right, but if we don't love, if we don't show that love, what does it profit us as a church? Are people going to come in here and want to stay if we don't show love? If we don't show care and compassion to people? Now you take that thought and put it to a parent with a child. If a parent could have all the teachings right, a parent could teach the children right and teach the word of God to them, but the parent doesn't show that child love, are they going to follow it? It's not going to be something they're going to want to follow. We've got to have love. Love our children. Look in um, Psalms 128. I got it written down there. Psalms 128. This psalm, real short psalm, okay? Six verses. I want you to, th- I'm going to read this psalm. I want you to think about this because this is the beginning of a child that shows honor to his mother and father. Okay? He grows up, he shows that honor <coughs> to his mother and his father, and he raises his family with that honor that he took from his, that he chose to his mother and father. Okay, Psalms 128. And I, I, it's not that, but I want you to look at this. Verse 1, he says, Blessed is everyone that feareth the Lord that walketh in his ways. And what? Honoring his mother and father, walks in his ways, serves him because he was taught that from his mother and father. Verse 2, For thou shalt eat, eat the labor of thine hands, happily shalt thou be, and it shall be well with thee. The, the, thy wife shall be as a fruitful vine, by the sides of thine house, thy children, like olive plants, round about thy table. Behold, that thus 
shall the man be blessed that feareth the Lord. The Lord shall bless thee out of Zion, and thou shalt see the good of Jerusalem all the days of thy life. Yea, thou shalt see thy children's children and peace upon Israel. Look at this. The Lord is going to bless the man, the one that serves him, that follows his ways, that walks in him, that seeks the ways of God more than anything else. The Lord's going to bless him and his family. What is it that in Exodus 20, verse 12, how does that verse end? Do you remember? This will be the last verse we'll look at tonight. But Exodus 20, verse 12 says, Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. It's the first commandment with promise. Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land. And that in Psalms 128, that last verse said that you'll see your children's children. Lord will bless you. He'll be with you. You show honor to your mother and father. You show honor to the Lord. We honor our mother and our father, not just our parents. But I believe that goes farther than that. Those that are in authority. How do we work with people? How we deal with people? Our outlook on them. How we respect them. We show respect to people. It starts at home. It starts with us honoring our mother and our father. That's where it starts. And then as a child grows, they learn that their authority, their bosses, the ones they listen to are not just mom and dad. They're other people. I think that about Josh quite a bit sometimes, that everybody in the church he went through, every uncle, every aunt, everybody he went through. He had to listen to everyone. We need to teach our kids that there's authority. Respect authority. Because there's an authority over all of us. And they need to grow into that seeing that God is the authority. They need to honor God. That's the first commandment. It's to honor the Lord. Have no other gods before me. He's the one and only God. We shall honor to him and we raise our children, teaching them to show honor to their authority. It's over them. So I hope this will be a blessing and a help to you. I know there's not many kids here tonight, but, well, it's just the way it fell out. So that's what we're doing. But um, if you're here today and you're lost, be praying for you that the Lord would save you even tonight. So if the song leader and piano